Hey everybody, it's Blake. And this is Drew. And you're listening to the Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Controllers podcast. Welcome to episode 59 of the podcast. I want to bust through our, and now we've sort of been calling it our internet presence, I guess you would call it. I'm going to bust through that real quick before we get into, we have two games and a TV show for you today. Uh, real quick, it's easy to uh, keep track of keep track of us, with mostly with uh, Twitter and Facebook, as I, I maintain both of those things. I post when we're recording, I post about anything involved with the games we're doing and when I'm posting new episodes that's just general the what's what what, what the, the what's going on with the podcast anytime we do have an Instagram that uh, Blake doesn't maintain at all but we do have one you can follow it and go look at pictures from games from 15 20 episodes ago Is that about right Blake something like that yeah <laughs> Uh, the idea of the Instagram was he's just going to post art and different other cool things he finds uh, from the games. When we put them out, he just don't do it. So message him on Instagram. Tell him to get you know get his, get his act together. Act together. Yeah, PG. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Discord. Uh, That's for like direct, more direct communication. You, you know, you, people know what Discord is these days. We have it. So you can find us on there to talk about and... Uh, talk about the podcast or request games or anything anything like that you want to hear it's you know recommend a game for us to play or a band or a tv show we, we look at that stuff we had a a game recommendation a few episodes ago with uh when we did um artful escape mm-hmm. yeah so that's we got that from discord we have a twitch channel that we haven't been using all that much because the holidays have been keeping us too busy and stuff like that but we do twitch uh, our co-op endeavors we've been playing through uh like a souls like called ashen we want to try, you know, try to get back to that. We're actually planning on getting through Ashen and then maybe trying uh, Stranded Deep and see if let's watch each other get eaten by sharks. So that should be kind of fun. Uh, we of course have a Patreon, like everybody else, everybody else in the world has a Patreon now. You should know what a Patreon is. It's really if you're a, a big fan of what we do and or how we do things, if you feel that way. Uh, Patreon, you just go to Patreon and you throw us a few bucks to uh, aid us in the maintaining of the podcast and. Uh, buying of we we buy the art and stuff like that for devious pixel when we have guests and fun stuff like that and there's a few other uh, minor costs to running a podcast that's what patreon's for and you get uh, you get the episode unedited uh, um, a week or more earlier before I put out for I edit put out the full edited episode like live for the rest of the world so you do get that a whole uh, quite a bit like I'll post that on patreon today when, when, we're, when we're done recording you get a full unedited every whatever mess we have left in here is what you'll get on Patreon. It's fun to see the behind-the-scenes stuff sometimes. I maintain a, a Spotify playlist for the bands I've played on the podcast, and like I mentioned every time, I think I have forgotten to add the band from the last episode that I did, so I need to go in there and add on the song that I played last time. I always forget until I'm talking about it on the podcast. 
you can find that on Spotify. You just search our podcast name. It, it comes up. We do have a store, of course, a merchandise store with shirts and pillows, underwear, water bottles. I don't know. All kinds of cool stuff on there. So that's another, another way you can contribute to the podcast while also getting something in return. Uh, we have our email address, which is uh, number two, smokingcontrollers at gmail.com. You write in there to pretty much like anything else to just, you can write in uh, thoughts, thoughts about the podcast, thoughts about the games or bands or movies or TV shows, anything, any thoughts at all in general can be written into the email address. And if we like what's, what's there, we can read, we'll read it out on the podcast. It could be fun. Nobody's people been, you know, not much writing and people are, I think people are scared to write into things sometimes. Uh, then of course our cross promotion. We can't forget we are running another podcast called Action, the Movie Podcast. I just produce and edit that one. I, I speak on it a little bit, but it's mostly for uh, Blake and our good buddy Steve to uh, fully discuss a movie. Unlike Blake's, the way he does it on this podcast, this tries to be spoiler free and like a couple of minutes when they do it out. You know they have a you know they have two hour episodes or longer. <laughs> On a, on one movie on the other other podcast, it's completely spoiler heavy. Like they, they discuss the whole movie and their favorite scenes and behind the scenes and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. Check that out anytime you're waiting for episodes of this to come out. And the last thing, of course, is Blake's uh, story. He uh, published on uh, Amazon Kindle. You can get it. Uh, it's just on Kindle Unlimited. You can just get it for free, or you can chuck Blake a dollar and uh, own the story uh, forever. You know. And write reviews for it. If you if you buy it and read it, we he'd, he'd like to see uh, reviews from people who who have actually read the story. You know, not just people who like the podcast, uh, just buying it for the sake of buying it. But you know, read it and read him a leave him a legitimate review would be much appreciated. I think that's everything. Uh, links to all these things and other various things inside this episode. Links to all this is all in the show notes. You can find all that stuff there, and you can also see when uh, we talk about games and their graphics. Sometimes it's confusing to know to try to describe what a game looks like. I do uh, when you see the games, the games names are in the show notes. If you click the game names, that takes you to a uh, trailer of sorts for the games. You can actually get a quick look at what the game looks like if you want to before uh, listening to the episode. It helps because we have a hard time describing what games look like sometimes, which we will for probably both of these games. I imagine we'll see. I think that's all I got for this session of our internet presence. I don't know what to call it. It was our social media preamble, but it's, there's more than just social media on here now. It's a bunch of other fun things. That's all I got. Ready to move on, Blake? To Blake, we'll get into our first of our two games. All right. First game I'll be tackling is called Submerged. originally came out August 4th, 2015, but only in uh, America and Europe. It is on everything as of now. 
and uh, it was developed and published uh, by the studio Uppercut Games. Now, Upper, Uppercut Games, uh, they've only made seven games so far, most of which were mobiles. They have about, f I think the first four games they made were mobile. Now, the majority, kind of a cool thing, the majority of the six people that work for for Uppercut Games is they're all former Bioshock people. Oh, really? From when uh, it was dissolved. Yeah. From uh, Irrational? Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly how many, it just says the majority. There's only six people, <laughs> and they work out of Australia. So I think probably, you know, a good... Who knows? Now, so the couple of their games they've made, they're all mobile. Um, like a lot of, uh, like one's a, you know, a puzzle game. The other one's like an, a first or third person, like, action game called Epoch. One, and there's two of them. Hmm. I don't know. Then there's a little silly uh, cartoon thing with the whole. It's called uh, Danger Doggers, and you're just these little dog dog-shaped balls, and you just dodge stuff that's trying to kill you. <laughs> uh, but some of their cooler things is besides Submerged, there is a sequel to Submerged, but is it a it is a Stadia exclusive. Ooh, mistakes were made. Yeah, so I'm not sure how well that's going to go over. And that's called uh, Hidden Depths. Submerged, colon, Hidden Depths. But, right, so now we'll, now we'll never get to play that. Yeah, but one of the other cool things they did, because they, I guess, can't get over their Bioshock roots, is there's a game that's available on everything. It's on Steam, Switch, PS4, Xbox. And it's called City of Brass. And it is a, uh, e I think it's like Egyptian steampunk, but it's uh, it's Bioshock. You're going through, but instead of fighting mutants, you're fighting like mummies and mystical things, and you're stabbing yourself with these uh, mystical objects and getting different ability. It's literally Bioshock, but mm -hmm. like with called City of Brass. City of Brass. Well, that's a bread on our game fly somewhere. I'm not sure how old it is, but it's they did it after they did Submerged and before they did Hidden Depths. It's basically Arabian Nights. But with Bioshock powers, <laughs> it looked kind of cool in the little trailer that I watched. Yeah, I have a faint memory of probably coming across it on a sale at some point. I'll have to keep an eye on it. And like I said, uh, I don't. They've been around since 2011, so they, you know they're oh they they've actually they've been around for 10 years now, so that's pretty cool for them. Past that, uh, I don't really have much more to talk about. They didn't really seem like they've had any struggles or anything like that they know the ins and outs of video games they're like hey let's get together and do what we can do let's do mobile and then work our way up and build come back get, you know, get back on the consoles yeah so that seems like what they did they're, they literally the first four games were mobile and then so far the next three have all been console except for the stadia but that may get ported yeah you would hope it get ported. i would hope it to get ported but as of as of now it's a stadia exclusive but we'll see they do do everything themselves, so it's possible they're working on a port now, but maybe they have to wait for the exclusivity deal yeah, for to stadium. run out. Yeah. Anyway. And do you want to die? <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time uh, since I played this game. I don't remember liking it back when I played it, but it's been a long time. I'm pulling up my my TA page, and I did get the the 1K for it uh, back in July of 2018. Cheese and crackers. That's how long it's been since I played it. Um 
says the four or five hour completion. I did it four hours and 52 minutes. So it doesn't seem too bad. It's not bad at all. Uh, Mine was 620. Of course, you fall asleep and stuff. And I walk my dogs and everything. But yeah. yeah, six hours 20 is what I did the 1K in. So it's really just a, what it is is a semi open world exploring. Three, like fully 3D exploring game. Uh, the world is, is flooded, and that's why it's called submerged. Everywhere's, everywhere around you is like you're seeing like the tops of uh, skyscrapers and stuff, and you're boating around trying to find stuff because your brother you play as the girl. I don't know their names. I don't know the brother's name, but the 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 girl you play as is called Miku. Miku, and she's trying to find something to help her brother who's really sick. Because uh, it's kind of cool how it does the story, because there is no. There's no voice, no voice. Well, there's voice acting as if, as in, like, there's voice acting in, like, Ico and stuff like that, where it's, like, a made-up, like, oh. like, speaking a different language or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like a, it could be a real language, but it sounds kind of like just a bunch of Mumbling. Yeah, noises made together. And as you're going through, like, the game starts and you're, it's your brother who's been wounded, and you are on a boat, and you kind of just, you're just rowing until you can't row anymore, you, you know, pass out. And you wake up bumping against like a, a dock. Luckily, <laughs> conveniently. Yeah, conveniently. And then you pull your brother out, and you have to like keep him warm. He's, he's sick from the beginning, right? He's wounded. Wounded. He has sick. like a big old gash across his stomach. Hmm. So something attacked you guys out in the open ocean, and you're just basically trying to get him better. And lucky for you, uh, this town, and the city gets skyscrapers. Yeah, this city rather, and it's like last ditch effort. Is there are these? Uh, how do you call them? Supply drops? Yeah, I guess yeah, that's the best way to... Uh, just the supply that, drops. They look like they are like, like they were dropped. They got like their like pallets and it's like stuff inside them in a flashing light to tell and, you and that it was... a parachute. Was, so. It was dropped in. Yeah, parachutes usually off to the side. It's Clearly it was dropped in at some point. And there's a couple of them around this city. I think, you know, they just kind of did a, a mass, ex, you know, exodus of cargo. And you're just trying to get to all these areas, trying to find some sort of medicine or aid to help your brother. Now, it does kind of a cool thing. It's it's weird how it does it. It doesn't matter what order you do them in mm-hmm. because the because it didn't show you like opening the box and like do 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 showing an item. It literally shows you open the box and then it kind of just fast forwards to where you're back at your brother and you're on the next part of the scene. So it doesn't matter which order you open them up in, yeah. it plays the scenes in that order that they're That's going good. to be. So you can't like do things out of order and you like do things however you want to do them. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like you said earlier, it's a also it's a free exploration and you have an in a massive downtown area to yeah. boat through. It's not we're not talking like modern modern AAA no. open world. No, it's. But with, without a guide, like we follow the TA guide, you could be, I don't say stuck, but you could be wandering for a while. Because you can... There is a, um, oh, there's a, there's a radar, like a, like a compass of sorts in there that kind of marks it stuff. points you towards the things you're supposed to, but you have free roam from the get-go. Yeah. And it is a combat-free environment, so me saying that kind of is spoilerish because there are some intense moments... Mm-hmm. But there's no combat, but they're yeah. just kind of like shocking. Because as you are exploring the world, you get to see these mutated of some sort of these these animals mm-hmm. and some more bipedal creatures. 
the ones that you see, you see they're pretty far away from you, like jumping, like diving off of the buildings. Yeah. I think it's supposed to like, not supposed to creep you out or anything, but you're supposed to like, you see, like see at the corner of a corner of a building, like a corner of your eye, you see something jump off a, it's like, what was that? It jumps off or, a building. Or skitter and, across the thing. Yeah, and jumps off into the water, but you don't ever, there's no actual encounter or combat with any of that stuff. It's, there's not, it's, it's one of those things where, like I said earlier, the story is told in the exact same way, but there's no voice it's acting. Like environmental, they call, I think they call it environmental storytelling. If, yeah. But you do get these cool, like, uh, hieroglyphic, every time you, as you go through a, a, a tower, quote unquote, as you're climbing up and you get to the package and then re, and once you get to the package, it kind of unveils the story in a set of usually about three to five hieroglyphs that are just these vague, you know, p- pictures and paintings. And it's basically the story of how the brother and sister ended up where they're, where they are, why their parents aren't there and stuff like that. It, it explains all these well, stories. You, well, you learn why the, why the world is the way it is. I don't remember. Ish. Yeah, I don't remember. It's hieroglyph. Like I said, it's hieroglyphic. Something yeah. happened in the water row. It's vague. Up to your interpretation of the hieroglyphs, I guess. And like Drew said earlier, you do get a, a a little a little motorboat. It's not very fast, but there are cool little upgrades hidden throughout the city as you're moting around, indicating because it increases um, your boost gauge, uh, generally makes your boat faster and stuff like that. And because you do get to kind of like. So the water gets kind of choppy sometimes, and you start boom, boom. You can start kind of like bouncing it. It's it makes your because your boat's never gonna like just shatter on you. It's not like one of those. You can't damage the boat, no. But it does let you get around town faster, and occasionally you, as you're climbing or exploring, you find these little, um, I guess, like telescopes or whatever, and you can kind of view an area and it'll let you know a point of a point of interest because oh, not yeah. everything is located in the towers. There are some upgrades and certain hidden, like I said, hidden hieroglyphs and stuff like that that help further the story that are in areas that you can climb to and explore that have nothing to do with the story, so you can just completely miss those things. Mm-hmm. So without a guide, it would have taken much longer. Yeah, without a guide, you're just wandering, wandering around. You're probably just going up, going to each building and see if you can climb it or not, basically. Yeah. You can come up to them and you can see where they have like um, some, what do you call the, not scaffolding, but the, what do you call the stairs on the side of a skyscraper? The fire escape? Fire escapes, yeah. Yeah, fire, yeah, fire, fire escapes, escapes or like make, makeshift stuff. piers and docks, stuff that you can yeah. latch on to vines. Is it spoiler to think you don't really see any other people? No, you don't. There's a reason why. Because, you know, you're not near any civilization. All the people have, like, gone to islands or these things. Hmm. I, 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 would, I will play the sequel if it ever gets ported, but I'm not going to deal with Stadia. No, that's stupid. Like, and graphically, it's it's realistic. It's not nothing's like blown out of proportion. Or uh, everything. Yeah, You're yeah, a young girl with red hair and kind of dark skin. Yeah, it's probably a, a indie level indie level graphics. Thank God it's not a pixel game. Or oh yeah, we're, we're probably the only guys in the world who are wore out on pixel games. It's a fully 3D uh, rendered world. I'd say it looks about like a. I would say like an Ico or even a. Uh, Shadow of the Claw, well, Shadow of the Claw is probably blue, but like an Ico, it's just kind of, you know, small scale. Certain things are incredibly detailed and other things aren't. Yeah. I did notice, uh, I guess, uh, part of uh, Asset, to try to keep things uh, 
quickly is as you're scaling these buildings, some of these buildings have these intricately carved, like one of the, the one that stands out the most is these like intricate line heads that go all the way around like the border, one of the buildings, but they're completely flat. Like if you're right next to them and you pan your camera, they're just flat. (laughs) It's like a 3d printed picture. If you're looking straight at it, but if you look to the side, it's just completely flat. So they had to cut corners and do some asset. Yeah. (laughs) Just just save, save a little money in time. It just made me laugh. I said, I mean, I think it's an interesting game. There's just not a lot, a whole lot to it. From what I mean, because it's been like two years, over two years since I played it. But uh, I mean, I, it was enough that when Blake asked, like Blake saw it on his list of list of games he owned, he's like, "Did you play this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I played it. I liked it." So he installed it and figured it was good as anything else to knock out and put on the podcast for a couple of minutes. Because there's some things I th- th- there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's, but there's in, a couple of little like reveals. There's, there's like there's something as you as you, uh, I remember as you're playing, there's something going on with the sister that we we, we don't want to spoil that kind of affects the, the journey and then the ending part of what happens with the sister while she's exploring trying to help her brother. And then the hieroglyphs of how, you know, it does explain how your brother got wounded and stuff like that, and it's pretty. So there's hieroglyphs. There's hieroglyphs around the buildings explaining how your specifically how your brother got hurt, or they use hieroglyphs just to tell the story. Okay. Because, <laughs> like I said, there, you, you encounter certain animals, and when you encounter the animals, you get a slight hieroglyph about them, and then you can read about it in the menus. Like this animal is called a this, and it was a mutated version of this. Yeah, you do see um, it's pretty cool. You do see the occasional like dolphins, and I don't know if you see any sharks, but no, but you see some massive whales, some whales like uh, some... swimming around. You gotta like. Not a camera, but you have to look. Like for an achievement, there's like looking at all the, like you have to find all the animals. And there's some birds and you don't really interact with them. Do you just kind of like be, be close be to them? Be near them. There's some manas and stuff like that that'll. Oh, yeah, manta rays. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's thing. really, it, it is gorgeous. It looks cool. Like yeah. for like the animals, like it looks, you know, it's a little cheap, but it looks, it does look really good. You know, would you. Separation of reality, you just kind of get lost in the game. You're like, these are really pretty. And well, what's... That's, what that is, we, we talk about that. That's um, art art style over over like oh, more than more than graphics like art art style can make anything look very good if you have a style yeah you know matters more than the actual how, how good the graphics are themselves because because what it is is you have the story hieroglyphs that you get from each story event the ones hidden around the world are the world history which you know, you like you know it's like a flood rose and all the you know it explains the world mm-hmm and then I think that like I said that's where you get some of the extra upgrades and stuff too. Which upgrades to your boat? Uh, do you know anything at all about what the sequel entailed without spoiling this game? No. Assuming that you read a synopsis or anything, so no. I, wonder, I wonder about I mean, a sequel. I don't again. I don't want to spoil what happens at the end of this. You're yeah. trying to get you're trying to get your brother better, and if I talk about that, then it's immediately spoilery for how this one ends. Yeah. So I'll leave it. I'll just know that there is a sequel. But you gotta play this one to figure out why. I hate being short with a game that I actually kind of remember liking, but as there's not much the, else to say without because the music was really chill. You like the music? I don't remember. It's been too long since I played, but you like the music? It was one of those things where you could, like I said, it's six people, and there's like two songs. Like there's a song for when you're climbing a building, and a song for when you're riding a boat, and that's really about it. <laughs> and it gets, it's about a two or three minute song, and then it just Oops. keeps repeating. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, hopefully, I can, maybe I'll be able to find something to play. They're, it's uh, it's just chill music, and it's nothing exhilarating, but it's fun. It does have a 
though it didn't really affect much there's a daytime nighttime cycle so you can be climbing and so get, does stuff glow at nighttime or some of, some of the yeah there, a nighttime? lot of these creatures and some of the buildings have like a moss that is a uh, a bioluminescence it's like bluish green and it it does look really really pretty yeah but i don't so, think the, the, the day and night does the day and night cycle does not affect gameplay there's nothing that like you have to go here at nighttime you have to go here at daytime no. nothing like that it's literally just there to look nice i think but uh, speaking of that there is an achievement uh where you have to be away from your brother for uh three days and nights yeah, you stay on the boat for a while. Yeah, so you just literally, you literally have to. But it's one of those weird things where if you don't move, time doesn't move. You can't just sit still. Yeah. So I, cause I, one of the team, I was like, oh, okay, I'll just park over in this corner, right, you know, right across the street from my brother, and just chill there and like, you know, look, watch on my phone or something. But no, you have to be moving in order for time. So I literally just, you know, went around the edge and explored and got some more upgrades from my boats <laughs> and stuff like that, and then. Around day two, started climbing up the tower. Because huh. if you finish and you shot back to your brother before the day three, then you have to like you. So I just do, kinda, do it all over again. Mm-hmm. But it is a good game. I I enjoyed every, pretty much every aspect of it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, I need to tell you, complain about a game pretty rapidly if you. It's not doing you any if good. It throws me the wrong way and stuff like that. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple couple other games you got going that just ain't ain't doing it for you. Well, I managed to clean most of the. There's only one now. I've cleaned everything else up that I have. You're looking at the achievements now. There's nothing. It says just one day and night cycle. So it's it, just it, one day. It might, it might not have been a whole. Uh, yeah. I thought it was more than one. Who knows? There's like not seeing all the creatures. Um, visit all the northeast, southwest. Climb to the highest points. Remember, I think I took a picture when I. I don't know if I ever posted that picture when I had a picture of me at the at the highest point in the game. Well, if I, if I have that picture, I will uh, post it on our on our old social media if I can find that old picture I had that I took way on up there. Um, it's a high. You climb a skyscraper and a crane attached to a skyscraper and then yeah. the thing building the sky. It's pretty. You get high up. Yeah. I just kind of wish you could jump off, but I think that would have killed you because of how high you up. You would have hit the water like a brick wall. Yeah. Uh, the game, uh, say, say if we're, if we're kind, of, kind of wrapping that, this game up, uh, the game's normally twenty dollars. I, I don't know if I would. And, and we bought this game. This, this wasn't a game pass thing. We, I bought bought and beat this game. You know, over two years ago. So I don't know what I would have paid. I would have paid less than ten probably. I'll, I buy everything. I don't. I don't buy anything new. I don't mean you know, you'll support sure support developers and stuff like that. I just don't buy anything new. I'm sure we bought on like a fifty percent sale or something. But at least ten dollars. I mean, ten dollars is is point is. Game's worth plenty. Considering how the game looks, I bet it was some sort of Fourth of July summer sale. You know, like open water and stuff like that. They try to theme. They do usually try to theme things. Uh, not, not not like they used to. Mm. Anyway, I think it's worth every bit of ten dollars. I think it's it's enjoyable from what I can remember from so long ago. Uh, Blake has newer memories than I do. There's just not a whole lot uh, to discuss outside of you know ruining, ruining kind of what's going on and what your what the what the sister uh, experiences during her journey. Is all you got for it? Uh, it, it is. Okay, we move on to the next game if you want to. The next thing we're going to be jumping into is called Haven.
actually came out it actually came out fairly recently this was I think this was we got this we played this on one was on game pass I think it's still on game pass as as of this recording and it, uh, I think we, we might we played it because it was leaving because it was leaving that's right and it came out December 3rd 2020 mm-hmm. developed and published by the game bakers now it is a uh, French crew that have been around since 2010 and it's just two people as far as I could tell it's just two people it may be more it may have grown since then but it's only two people now they've made uh, four games thus far one of them being uh, an incredibly difficult game that I think you turned on and said don't even try this game uh, Fury oh, they made Fury? they made Fury Fury is like a game where all you do is fight bosses uh, maybe I, maybe I it was definitely a little too hard. Too, something I wasn't interested in. It was a free on Plus many, many years ago, I feel like. It's on Xbox, but I think it's really, I found out you just, it's really you're just fighting. You're, it's like a boss rush, boss rush the video game. Some people, some people like it. I don't know. I'm sure it was somewhat popular. It's crazy they'd make something as like that and then make something like Haven. The other thing they have here that I'm semi curious about it's a, um, it's a turn based tactical RPG that's uh, available on mobile as well as the Wii U and like the DS network the eShop and it's it's called Squid's Odyssey and you just you're a squid and you recruit other sea creatures to help take back the ocean that's weird it seemed cute and fun and I like I I like a good tactical RPG DS you said? it says DS Wii U and mobile and there's Squid's Odyssey and there's a sequel for it so I, I, I'll look into it. And then the other game they made is the one we're about to talk about, uh, Haven. Now, it is... How do you explain this? It is a... What's another, what's another fully 3D, op, semi-open, well, mostly op, open-world exploration game with with, uh, with, term, with this, this actually has combat, yeah. which we'll, we'll get into, like, with, I think the combat uh, takes away from this game. A little bit. I think they get done without having combat in this game at all. Because it's like a, like you said, it's exploration, action, adventure, survival. Because you do have to eat and sleep. Because it does affect. You do have to eat, yeah. You, but don't, you don't die from not eating, but you do. Like it does make your characters weaker if you don't eat. Man, same thing with sleep. If you don't sleep, it makes them run out of energy faster and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like, and it's like you can go. Like I went like a day or two without eating, and I was like, oh, I should eat. My bad. <laughs> and then. You get around to it. You can bring food with you. You know, it's it's not like deathly. It's just like, oh crap, I forgot to eat. Or like, it'll be a big warning. It'll put your food bar in yellow, and orange, and red. It's like, hey, you should really eat because you're hitting at like half damage right now, buddy boy. Uh, let me preface this. I uh, I didn't beat this, but Drew did. Oh yeah, you quit playing it. I I, I ended up quitting, not because of. But more than anything, a little bit because of boredom. Yeah, I will say I told Blake. Now I I beat this. I got the 1K, and uh, what's my thing say? I got all the achievements in 19, 19 hours and fifteen minutes. Um, there's a lot of good things about this game, and we'll get into that too. But uh, the game does the last quarter uh, drags so hard. That I told Blake, and the, the, with the last quarter, the dragging thing and getting to the actual ending, 
There's uh, two endings you have to do, which really just loads your game, and you do both endings for the achievements. Uh, the ending is not worth the uh, ending drag. I feel like the game, the game is great for the game is actually kind of great for a long time. And the ending, to me, the ending, the 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 last quarter or so, and then the lackluster kind of endings uh, almost ruins the game to an extent. But they should have really, really did some uh, some more fine tuning, I think, of what they were planning on doing in the end. Yeah, that's why I told Blake he was already getting kind of annoyed and I know he was getting annoyed a little bit and he hadn't even got to I was like dude you hadn't even got to like the annoying parts yet he was like oh boy so this is one of the things we do we'll tell each other if one of us is ahead of ahead of the other in a game whether or not it's really worth your time uh, to go the rest of the way and I think he was already liking I think you were already liking you were already liking Haven a little less than I was in general anyway because hey, it's a um, there's not, again the the game is gorgeous. It has a very gorgeous art style to it. It's almost like Americans make an anime, basically. Yeah. We saw that. We 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 did both take note of the uh, the opening splash video. It is a gorgeous splash. Yeah, most video. places will be. Most games will just like show you like cuts from the game, game, game. Here's some game, game, game stuff for just other people. This is a fully different, like just weirdly flashy and. Almost a music video, kind of a music video, but like it's a like a psychedelic one, like a psychedelic, really cool looking music. Kind of sets, the, kind of does set a pretty cool uh, the tone, kind of what you're getting into. It's a little, the video is probably a little more exciting than the actual game itself is. It is a slight bit misleading. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean the game, the game, the game does get exciting at points, but like I think the video itself is just like way more uh, full of energy than the actual game. But I like the video. I, like, I think this looks really neat. I, it or the art style, the art style of it of that video is different than what the game itself looks like. It's kind of cool. I did watch it every time it came on. It wasn't like a minute or two long. It wasn't very long, but I did watch it every time I turned the game. On. I was like, this is just really cool to try to like get me hyped up to playing the game. Now it doesn't look anywhere near as cool as, but anytime I would turn on like Witcher Two or Witcher Three, I would tend to watch those videos. I'm like, these are just really awesome to really just get me in the mood for playing the game. Yeah. So the splash screen did its job. Of getting you, you know, hype and ready for the to play in the, to play the game. Uh-huh. Do you want to get into the story just a little, a little bit? Because that's kind of what it's about. You, you, yeah. it, the game kind of, uh, I'll say, hits the ground running at a at a, at a walking pace. When you first, uh, when the game starts, you meet the two main characters: uh, a, a, a guy named K, it's K A Y, and a girl named U, which is Y U. I hate when people name characters U. It makes the dialogue kind of confusing sometimes. But they've already escaped from their home planet, where on a planet where there's this. I don't know if it's very clear if it's an, a machine or an AI or a I person. Think, I think it's a person who, like, they called the matchmaker, who they select who you're going to be with. Like, you have no vo- choice in the matter. But you do meet other people. So, like, they had uh, met and fallen in love, and didn't want to be matchmade no more. So they decided to run away together. On a ship, on a ship, she uh, she took. I, don't, I think she, I think she owned the ship. She owned right. and built this ship. Apparently, because her mom was kind of rich, I guess. So they run away on this ship that you had had been working on and building, and they run off and fly off onto this. Uh, they literally just rocket in a direction. Yeah, and well, they picked up. I think they had pre-selected the planet. It seems like sometimes. Well, they and they crash land on this uh, this remote planet that they're on. Well, how the game works, part of the energy. The mythos of the world is a, a stream, mm-hmm. which is like this energy that connects everything in, yeah. in existence. And you have 
literally, uh, they just they found a stream and rocket down it until it ran out, and then they couldn't. The people behind them couldn't follow because they used the stream up in that direction. Mm. It is what it made it seem like. So they no, because the stream part of the, that stream being connected is part of the, part of the endings. Mm-hmm. Uh, the planet's still connected by this massive. Uh, all the planets are connected by these this stream. I forget what it's called. This power. That's how they use. That's how they do space travel. Is traveling along these streams to different planets. But they traveled so far away that they think they can't be found. Yeah. And then through the beginning parts of the games, you're just you're kind of just living life together as this two couple. And and here's a good place to probably say is in general is this is probably it starts off more endearing. I would say it, it does kind of wear on you after a while. But they are two very two very endearing characters. I like the. The two characters quite a bit, and the writing was—I think the writing is probably one of the better parts of this game. They're very. And the two the two voice actors are uh, do great jobs. They bring that bring a lot of life uh, to these two characters. You spend most of the game with just these two characters talking back and forth, and it's just yeah, it's just it's a it is a love story. Oh yeah, it's about their survival and how they're supposed to be together, and uh, it does get a little. Like they don't like cuss or anything, but they, some of their jokes and banter back and forth, when they get real naughty, real dirty, real quick, and you're like, you yeah, can't say com- that. There's some conversations I don't, I'm, I'm not going to talk about on here that get really like, why, why isn't this game rated M? Sometimes you know, <laughs> yeah. some things they talk about. Some, yeah. Well, you, well, I, well, I guess it's innuendo. Uh, sometimes. Some of it. Some of it's innuendo. Some of it's just like, oh man, like like. I'd even heard people in a GTA game talk like this sometimes. Like yeah. it's it's just kind of like whoa. <laughs> I was kind of kind of thrown by that, but they, but it, I think the way they the way they are together though, and nobody else is around, that's just how it makes them seem more like people. I guess this is how they talk to each other when they're not trying to trying to conform to any kind of societal norms when they are all the society there is there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of that is uh, I did. There's probably a lot of decent lines, but I did like uh, this one line really early in the game. The the girl you she's like in a hurry to go do something or go somewhere, and uh, Kay tells her he needs or tells her uh, you know trying to get her to calm down. A couple of times he says these other lines. It's like lines she hasn't heard. Like uh, not metaphor. What the thing is? Uh, and you uh, I think metaphor. Maybe, or... maybe metaphors. Or, there's another word for it. But he's one of one of them. He says, "Don't push before the panties are down." Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "What?" And he was just like, "He's like, you know, you're, you're you gotta like take your time and not rush into this." It's like, she's like, it's like a saying. She's like, it's not a like it's not a saying I've ever heard about. I just I never heard that before. Don't push before the panties are down. <laughs> I thought it was a funny, it's pretty a funny great. line. Yeah, it's pretty great. He delivery. said he says a couple other ones too, but that one, that one particularly uh, jumped out at me. Do you have any? any you probably didn't write out any of the particular lines, did you? I didn't hear all of them, but like that was a pretty funny one. Yeah, and that one you sure. Uh, you do get different parts of the uh, the story and stuff like that. You get because you you level up sort of, but your level up is like your relationship level. Like you you get so little little dabs of experience from combat. We'll talk about combat here in a minute. But a lot of your larger debouts of your experience, quote unquote, you get from these major conversations you have, or just general them two hanging out. There's a lot of stuff involving food because uh Kay's a really great cook and you find things all over the island he's excited to cook things and they you know, you'll, you'll make all these different meals there's an achievement for eating mm-hmm. all the different foods and then when you make a meal the meals trigger 
conversations about that meal and you get the scenes and you get a, a large chunk of experience for having that uh, conversation. And the leveling up tends to, uh, one, you get more health, of course, and then you get, there's different kinds of uh, more powerful attacks. You know, more power, what, it's powered up, you only, you only have so many attacks, let's be honest, but you get powered up versions of your uh, the attacks you already have. And it's real basic. Uh, your upgrades are health, blast, which is like your long range attack ish. And then you have uh, it was like impact, po- impact, which is like your melee. Yeah. Let's be talk about the combat a little bit before we get back into exploring because there's a lot. There's way too much combat in this, and I think it's completely unnecessary. I think they could have had a little bit, or they could have. I don't know. So. Before, so leading into the combat, when you're flying around, because you do fly apparently, you have these fancy technology boots that let you uh, that let you let them glide around. They even make comments on like they can't remember the last time they ran anywhere because they've had these little floaty floaty boots that let them fly. So you kind of just that's why the game feels so. What's the, I don't know the word? The, the game kind of flows. you know, in the game, there's there's even the, the that blue energy. That we talked about. I guess that's what that's what connects the planets. The big flow, the flow geyser thing. Yeah. So the fl- flow, capital F, is the blue energy that powers the that stuff. It powers their ship, powers their boots, and basically everything they everything they do. It's like it's just it's just energy. So you but you do fly. You don't really you can walk, but like walking is pointless. They even talk about like if, if I, you, I said, I said yeah. if you walk and they're like oh it feels so weird to walk and I can't remember the last time I ran. But anyway, so you do what you see in the trailers. You see the two characters gliding together across the ground, pretty pretty fast. Um, it does get faster the upgrades you get. You do get uh, a little bit, yeah. And if if you go on a, a flow stream, you kind of like t- you, you gain a little speed. But anyway, but when you're going around the island, you're exploring this planet, and this planet consists of this planet's been broken up, and you'll learn why the planet's been broken up throughout the story. This planet is part of this planet. I don't even think it's the whole planet. It's like broken up into these small little islets that have been that are just floating, being barely held together by pieces of flow. But you you know you travel from across these flow bridges to a different part, different different little islands. So you're really exploring the whole planet by going from island to island. And that's where we talk about where the game maybe is too long. There's way too many. There's way too many islands where there's nothing going on really. A lot of islands you'll go to and you'll find uh, something interesting to see or something interesting to explore. Or you start running into uh, the what they call Rust, the capital R, is this red, red bad stuff. It's like um, negative flow or like flow, it's been corrupted. Yeah, there's, I... there's some story stuff involved that explains it more so in the end too that you didn't get to, but... Uh, but the rust does af- affect the local wildlife, and that's what you end up fighting is local wildlife, which is generally pretty nice once you once you beat them up. Because you don't really kill anything in this game. You purge them. You you purify them. That's purify. The thing. That's the word. Yeah. So you'll see the first little things you see these little wizards. I'm, I'm not going to all the enemies. You see these little wizards. He's been affected by rust. You go into combat, and you hit him a couple of times. Now the hitting is involved. Like he's hit two things. There's a long range thing called something. Or you could just call burst. it energy and melee. You can just call it. Energy. What's that name? Blast and impact. impact. Those really are more of like a like some enemies. Some enemies are weak. It's not, 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 it's not even paper rock scissors because there's, there's only two choices. Some enemies are weak against blast. Some are weak against impact. There's not nothing to do with like a, you, you only use blast on a flying enemy. There's no, no nothing nothing strange like that. It's just. 
every enemy every enemy you just hit them until you figure out which one hurts them more than the other one. Exactly. And then they kind of fall down after, after you beat up all their health, and then you'll you know, one of y'all one, one or two of y'all uh, purifies them. It, it purges. You flow. You purge the rust out of them, and it's just a happy little lizard. Yeah. So you, you don't actually kill anything in the game, which I thought was kind of strange. So as I thought, because you spend you end up fighting some other stuff later on. You do fight. Um, one, I don't want to spoil, but you two, you end up fighting at nighttime. These like rust monsters come out, like stuff that has so much rust it just like comes alive. I guess mm-hmm. it's not do too well to explain that because when you beat a rust monster, it just dissipates completely. And they're like, oh. they're like, whoa, did you see that? It like completely dis- disappeared. And, and, and they're, they're only, only and they're only at nighttime. They're like a crab or spider yeah. style monster. More, more creepy looking things. Those, I guess, you quote-unquote kill, but they're not really even really living creatures. They're sentient rust is what it sounds, feels like, sounds yeah. like. And there's one other thing, uh, story things you fight, which I don't want to uh, spoil for people who want to play the game all, all the way through. But aside from the things you fight later in the story, I feel like the purifying, if all you're doing is fighting things to purify them, I think stopping the flow of the game to go into a semi a semi turn based combat. The combat's confusing. The combat's not, confusing, bad, and interesting all at, all at once. Because it does. When, it, when it's working, you're like, I get it. It's kind of neat. But also takes too long. And when it's not working right, you're like, this is just annoying. It's a very strange uh, combat system. And it does a weird thing that I don't know why they chose to do this. Because it is a time battle because everyone has a little bar but you, you can't see the bar but everything has like a little well you have to charge your attack charge up your attacks all your attacks and then like but you, but when you're charged you have to like hit the button again to use them but you still have to like wait your turn there's no there's no like you like think Final Fantasy there's no real ATB it's still turn based but I I kept forgetting that it was like I would literally like I would like hold my controller and get hit once or twice and be like when's it gonna be my turn again Oh yeah I can just hit the button again Your turn is just yeah. your turn It's 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 weird because it does a thing whenever you after you attack your icons for attacking fade away That was so annoying And so I'm over here thinking Are they gonna come back when it's my turn Yeah There's no you... There's no option to just make your ability Do you also forget that they have opposite like shoot uh I keep wanting to say shoe for some reason. You and K. K their their attack button, their attacks are on different freaking buttons. Oh yeah. So it's 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 really like like it's X and it's X and B and like why why is um why is uh purify so like both of them have impact on the on the inside. So like is it I forget how they're standing. It's K on the left and you on the right. Yeah. So they both have impact, I guess, on the interior. So K's impact is on X and U's impact is on, no, his is on B, hers is on X. See, I'm already confused. Yeah. They're on the interior and then they're opposite, their, their blast attacks are on the outside buttons, X and B on the opposite sides of the controller. Like it's, or, or D-pad. Like I'm very, I think, I think his was D-pad and hers, hers was is, face so His is like right on the D-pad and X. And it, you see, it's it's like, and, and, and then the buttons fade away. Yeah. I thought they don't just stay up for some reason. I was like, well, why do why do they fade away? Yeah. What purpose does it serve that your controls it, fade it, away? It confused me often, even in the later parts of the game. I was confused. I, would, I, the whole, I played the whole game, yeah, and sometimes I, would, I was like, which one do I hit? 
Or I'd be what like, what am I trying to do? Or I'll, or I'll load the wrong ones. Or I would still be waiting on my turn because I'm an idiot. I was like, oh, they faded away. Oh, yeah, I could attack. Shoot. Yeah. Sometimes you have to alternate the timing. The timings of, as I said, the, the interesting parts later on of certain enemies that you had to do a certain amount of timing was like one person would impact while the other person needed to blast or vice versa. And you'd be alternating their attacks to stop an enemy from hitting you. When that was working, it was great. And it seemed like it, it seemed it kind of felt like you're doing something, but ninety percent of the combat or more of the combat, ninety five percent of the combat seems way arbitrary. Oh yeah, I don't know why you can't just fly around and just purify monsters while you're flying around. Like have a, have a like press a special button or you know have to, have to gather some flow and fly over to an enemy and like hit a button as you pass by them and purify them outside of any kind of real combat. Yeah, it, could. it also would have helped with the way of the game, the way of the game, because the game literally, like I say, I keep saying, flowing. Like you're flying around very smoothly, and you touch an enemy, and you're in the whole the whole game halts, and you're in you're in weird combat. Like it really messes with the structure and the the flow again of the game. It'd be different if it was if the fighting was the point, but the fighting is literally the least important thing you do in the game. Yeah. Now, like I said, it, it gives me hope. Like, if they want to do an actual cool turn-based RPG or something, I'm I'm down for that. But it seems like they're like, oh, maybe we should add combat. It seems like an afterthought. Well, is it, it seems it's, like an afterthought, like an but afterthought. it's so intricate. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I'm saying it seems like an afterthought when you're doing it. But then you get to the more like some of the basic fights are just like pit hit this guy twice and you're done. Yeah. But then some things you fight, you're like the, there's, there's the like bosses. a whole like I, I thought the there's there's two or three like special bosses I, I beat all of them too they're more intricate fights and you're like maybe this maybe they thought more about this than I thought but like it just doesn't seem like it mm. like it fits like I, I don't know it's very it's hard to explain when you're playing the game that it just seems like it's two different games yeah uh, sometimes like I, I stand by that it's a good game but I also stand by the fact that it is long winded Oh, it, it should yeah, have been. You didn't even get to where, like, you, you didn't get to the, the worst parts of long windedness. Like, there's, just, I think you quit about. There's a part later in the story where they get separate. They finally because you spend most of the game, almost all the whole game together, and you got to a immensely tedious part when the end of the game where they got separated. They got to a fight. This isn't white spoilers, but there are a couple. They're going to fight eventually, and they get they get separated. Uh, that part of the game is so freaking lame, and you're already like you're already at the point where at that point in the game where you're like, I'm ready for like the end to happen, like. Yeah. Because what what they end up exploring so many islands, and the island is the islands are rinse and repeat. You go to go to this island, and it's like it's there's rust everywhere. It's like okay, clear out all the rust. You got to fight some enemies that got rust on them, and then you find a bridge to the next island. And that's it. And there's and, and sometimes not- you find there's a couple of spoilery things that I want to say. You do find like we'll call them landmarks. You find landmarks that have other stories involved with them. It's cool when you find that stuff. But you're finding landmarks like one out of every five islands. They should have been half the size. Yeah, I, I would have preferred. Now, granted, it's not my game, and it's not I didn't make the game. Maybe they had a certain vision. I would have preferred a lot less islands, but a lot more detailed and more interesting. Yeah, because all the islands kind of do look the same. Yeah, there, there's there, there's different uh, geometry and stuff to them all, and, and or whatever you want to call it. But like everything, I mean, you're you're, you're ten or fifteen islands in, and, it, and everything starts looking real samey. Yeah, real Sammy. You're like, oh, another blue and green and teal island with some red rust. There's still a lot of game to go. When you start feeling the tedium, there's still a lot of game to go. I kept going because I liked the characters, and I, you know, I threw the. I found out that the 1K was possible, so I just kept, I just kept chugging along, and I, I do. 
I do, I do end up liking it. There's whole parts. There's whole. There's a huge. I keep complaining about the massive drag. There's a huge thing. There's a big part in the end that Blake didn't get to, where there's like two whole islands that are nothing but rust combat. Like you're fighting multiple rust monsters. Slightly spoilery there, but there's just so much combat on that back end. You're just like, why? And of all things we talk about, you you hit the level cap hours before this. Yeah, there is a pretty halting level cap, and you're like, why am I fighting? There's no point. Yeah, there's literally there become there becomes no benefit to fighting. Which is the worst thing you can do in any kind of RPG setting of a game, where you're, there's there's literally you're, you're gaining nothing from combat. I'm not you, the enemies don't drop items. At most, the enemy okay, scratch it. The enemies do drop rust and stuff, and you can customize these items that let fights get done faster. They're like all hitting impact or all hitting. Yeah, those are really specific to certain like specific, specific fights that'll impact an entire line of enemies. But yeah. But there's also, at the end of the day, there is a finite amount of rust. Yeah, in the whole and game. And so if you build all these things and you use them all, you don't get yeah. any more. So I kind of stockpiled it because I was like, maybe I'll need it for something big well, later. you are using rust, rust for the main, the, main, the yeah. main aspect of the game, which is putting your ship back together. Because you is very tech, she can build stuff, and you find and y'all find out through science, whatever quote unquote, that you can use rust to build things after you purify it. You, you purify it, make it rust. So you use you take you take parts of other crash things across the planet, take it with with, with a little bit of rust, and you kind of start repairing your ship, which I do like. The, the pro I like the progress of repairing your ship. Visually, it's very cool. Mechanically, you get nothing. Like I wish, like you would start unlocking other advancements and other other benefits your ship would start giving you giving you stuff back well it semi did it unlocked like your customization thing it unlocked your upgrade booth where you could upgrade your boots it unlocked the thing that let you, you know the upgrade boot upgrading your boots thing the whole there's a whole thing inside your ship dedicated to that you upgrade your boots one time oh yeah that is yeah you only do You're it sitting there like you, you put the, it, it puts a hub it puts a little thing inside your thing and you click on it like cool cool boots pretty early in the game you're like, you're like i can't wait till, till the next upgrade i get the more upgrade and there's not another one yeah you only get one upgrade there's not even there's no point in building that in the ship because they're like why is this built why is this put into the ship for a one-off upgrade because there's a thing that lets you the little bombs what's called bombs grenades basically what they are and then you have the boots, and then there's a thing that lets you do like I think po- capsules, capsules and potions. But that's a, that's a different machine. Mm-hmm. That's that's on the center table, and that's what you build the cap, the healing capsules, and the impact, and the blast capsules yeah. are all in the middle. No, that one's over there by the botany thing on the way to the bedroom. Is the capsules? No, the capsule thing is literally in the middle table. It pops up out of it pops up out of the table. What's the other thing that had plants? That's another plant thing that I didn't even use to the very end of the game, and it gives you these other healing, these little healing pills and stuff you could take. Yes, yeah, so I was I talking even know. about the pills. I'm talking about the like the the one that on the other side to the left of the kitchen mm-hmm. that you you use one time to upgrade your boots to yeah. flying. Like your boots have like a, your boots can only fly so high on these. Like there's you follow those flow flow Stream, streams streams. So the some of the flow streams they usually stem pretty close to the ground, and you can kind of flow along them, and it's kind of whatever. They're actually more annoying than anything. And then there's one of the flow streams that go higher in the air, but your boots won't take you any higher. You upgrade your boots one time to go on the higher streams, and that's all it does. And that semi-complicates matters, because then later when you're trying to get places, you have to find the correct stream, and they're a roundabout as a mother father. Yeah, it comes pretty... I spent like 20 minutes one night trying to get to a certain place, literally like just flying around this place. I was like, you probably heard me, and they're like, what? what the hell? Like, where... 
you know, I feel like I've touched every. I was Google it and stuff like that. And people, I had some one other one other person on a, on a one off Reddit post was just like, "How do I get up there?" And people were just like, "Do the flow." And I'm just like, "We know the flow." Which one? There's like seven on here, and they all go in circles. Like it was like one really particular island that was super obnoxious. I think you, I think I, I think I showed you the right one because yeah. you got you got that far. I think I had to show you the right one. Because so, well, I do remember riding one. So my voice is a little loud and echoey. I do remember riding one. Uh, but what happens is if you very because you, you can because there's a whole like drifting mechanic with your boots and stuff. If you don't yeah, get that much. down right. Super and you go too far away from the stream, you'll disconnect from the flow stream and just fall. You won't take fall damage or anything, you just fall but off. you'll fall, say you'll fall off the mountain. Well, there's an achievement for going to the highest point. Did you get it? Maybe. I don't even remember. Achievement for going to like the highest mountain. It's the most obnoxious flow stream that's just like drifting back. I did, I did like eight, I did like five or six times and failed and gave up and left and came back and tried five or six more times. Eventually, you just, I just got lucky and just barely made it and you get an achievement for getting to the top of that mountain. Yeah, I don't know. Um... But like as I was doing that, because if you fall off, you just fall off, and you gotta do it again. You think, you think it wouldn't be annoying? Like I was like, oh, I didn't die, but like just I, like I, any me and Blake, me and Blake ever mentioned? We, I don't know if we ever mentioned. We, we, we despise platforming. We, we ever mentioned on yeah, the podcast missing the same jump like five or six times in a row, and you're just like, why do I suck so bad at this game? Why is this jump different? Why is he not jumping when he's supposed to be? Well, I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the jump button. And stuff like that, but this there wasn't. There was no jump button. There was just follow the stream. Follow the stream, and sometimes it, because it, it's what, invisible what's, what's even until more, you write it. What's even more annoying than that is uh, this game, and it's as good a place as any. This game has accessibility features. Yeah, uh, multiple ones. Uh, one, two, two ones for combat, which I left on. I think almost the entire game is um, yeah. enemies attack less often, and enemies do less damage, or just there's, it's just inaccessibility doesn't affect the achievements. Uh, and then the other one is the, the streams are more lenient. Like you, like you, you can get wider. A, you can get a little further away before you drop off. And I still, even with that on, still struggled to get up to that freaking top of that mountain with that one oh, even yeah. on. It was crazy how I couldn't imagine trying to do that without the. I couldn't imagine fighting. Some people are some people are just naturally good at just doing these streams. I assume this was overly complicated. While we're on the subject of. Uh, getting around and stuff like that which is basically the whole game is getting around the islands there is a pretty good uh, I, I just wrote down the general travel music a pretty good theme that uh never got old to me there's just a song that just plays the whole time you're you're uh running around unless you're into combat it changed but the general just flowing around flying around music uh hopefully i can i'll be able to find it and play it uh, i hope i can find it but uh I don't know. You, you probably don't remember. I mean, it plays. I, I it play, being you, you hear it ninety percent of the game. It's just it's always playing when you're traveling around. And it, for me, it never never got. I'd be flown around, just kind of like bobbing my head. Like this is just. It fits. It fits the way the game looks and feels. That song is just fits right on top. Of, like it all. It all kind of comes together and took a, a general, uh, pretty cool thing. I, I thought it felt really, really nice. And also the music. I thought my game was broken at one point because music just stopped. Yeah, and I was like, "What is going on?" I come to find out, uh, because you're not really supposed to. Uh, the game, the game kind of sometimes tells you to don't be outside after dark, but music stops at nighttime. I finally found out it was because it was nighttime. I was, I, I was, I was just playing the game, not paying attention. I was like, I even loaded my game. I was like, because I was enjoying the music, and it must have changed the nighttime when I changed bridges. And I was like, "Where's my dang music at, man? What's going on?" I was upset. I, I saved my game and turned it off. I, I thought it broke. I killed, killed the game, went back in. I was like, I was like, I guess my music's broke. 
it does do a good thing where every time you come in and out of an islet, it does auto save. So you you don't yeah. you, it's almost impossible to lose progress. Anytime you win a fight, it auto saves. Yeah. Anytime you come and go out of some. Well, you, I have a. I did manage to uh, hard hard lock the game. How did I do that? I did it twice. Oh man, because I because I you talked about hard to lose progress. It took to go onto an island. You save and you come saves and you come onto the island, clear off all the rust, and then you hard lock the game. You got to do the island over again. What yeah. did I do? And I did it twice. I did it again to see if, see, see if that's what did it. And it did it again. I was like, okay, don't do that no more. <laughs> and it involved doing something. Dang, I should I should have wrote it down. Man, there's a, there's a, there's a thing something to do with uh, flow or something like that. I managed I managed to do it twice. Where the game just doesn't like, didn't like me doing what I was doing, and it just quit. Like it killed the game. Like I did, went went out to the dashboard. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It's kind of like that thing on we found out on East Shade, where like if, if you go from that town to the to the from that woman's house to that town, it has the same hard walk. You just run. this was something like you could trigger. Like you could do it all the time. Like any of these jumps. It's like what hit ride a flow boost and try to go into the menu at the same time or something. Just some... yeah, I can't remember. I was mad the first time it happened because I, I, I did it right out and it locked it hard locked the game. But anyway, so I thought it was interesting that the back on the music that it, it, it uh yeah I really thought my game was broke for a while because the music stopped playing. And I think there's other music too. I like the, the general music and all that. That's pr- it's pretty good. One of the other things I wrote down is you got loading screens. Uh, they're ju- they're just pictures, but I'm surprised we got to see them as much as we did because. We have the, it's a, the Xbox Series X, so our games load pretty quick. So, so we, we get we get a quick flash, but you get lots of pictures from their the, the, the all the loading screens are pictures from their past. The like well during and past almost. No, I think I think all the pictures were from before the because okay, they're not wearing the, the outfits. Yes, yeah, so all the pictures you see all kinds of different pictures of them, like getting along or going somewhere. Or he'll be go they'll be going shopping. You just see and it's just it's just a picture of them two doing something together. And it's all from their past. It's kind of neat. There's no words. No words needed because it's just the way the pictures are. Been. There's part of their sad, like one's one crying, and the other one's you know holding them, or just so, or one's like one's sick, and the other one's taking care of them. There's just all these. They're really they're really cute. Actually, it's a lot of nice little things. Do you realize that they didn't they didn't just meet and run away? Like they it, they had a whole relationship for for probably years together then, before they before they realized they're going to get matched away from each other and then they were told that they were not going to be together yeah so they like screw that and they, and they left so i actually liked the loading screens. i posted one of them one of the one of the one of the ones mm-hmm. i liked the most i don't know if you had any i posted one that's literally just him k smiling he's like smiling because uh you see uh, off screen she has thrown her bra her bra into his face mm-hmm. i assume maybe who knows this is maybe they're Arguing, maybe it's the first time they slept together. I don't know. But he has this huge grin on his face, and there's just a bra covering the top half of his face. And I shared that on our social media because I was like, I really like this. A funny, it was just funny, a funny and adorable. Thing. I said something. I think I did it on like Black Friday. I was like, everybody else is Black Friday shopping. And I got all the game I need right here, or something like that. <laughs> this is the good. And there's, there's, I mean, and I was like, even late game, I was like, oh, cool. they, they, do, they repeat, you know, and every, every, every now and then, I was like, all of a sudden there'll be a new one. I was like, shoot, there's like 50 of these. There's like a bunch of it's them. It's like every time you hit like a different milestone in the game or something, it unlocks I like a one or two yeah, new another, ones. Another batch of them. I thought they're pretty cool. You don't seem as impressed by them. I thought it was pretty neat them telling their past through these these, these little one one shot little little screenshots. I mean, there's a lot of like uh, unspoken. They don't story. they don't talk about their past. They don't in the main the main game they don't talk about their past too much. No, because they're more worried about their current situation. Current situation, you know, being and stranded and stuff like that. Whatever arguments they get into there. 
Now it does do a you, yeah because we have a hub a, a home base. Yeah, the ship. What's it called? The nest. The nest. Yes. And there is a a slight recruitment thing. Well, I think you recruit a total of like three of these creatures. Like one of the first things you fight in the whole game is these little lizard thing with mushrooms growing on its back. And he just doesn't do anything. He just pet him and he's a friend. There's some achievements tied to him for talking to him enough times. Yeah. Then there's this giant. Uh, the, be- the the closest thing I can describe him as is if you've watched uh, Studio Ghibli or Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away, is there's the radish spirit who chills in the elevator. He looks like that. He's like a giant functioning radish. <laughs> He's derpy. Is all heck. You just kind of walk up to him, and he just kind of like. Well, he's so, mm-hmm. well you fight him at first because he's rust covered, but mm-hmm. they're but, but they're like, oh, he's so he's so they they make fun of him because he's so derpy, and you you clear the rust off him, and and he becomes like a he's a, he's like a he's like a minor thing that helps you like twice in the entire yeah game. two or three times uh, extends helps you extend some. Uh, he's some, super strong. He like breaks things, but he's so just. I the, the the only way I can describe him is he's derpy. Yeah. And he accidentally he ends up becoming like accidentally following y'all back to camp because he doesn't appear at your base at first, yeah. and then out of nowhere as you're coming back. I wonder why like, he was there is because he actually does connect. You know, do you know that one time you went you went around the followed around the map away from your base and yeah. you come back on the other side of your base. Mm-hmm. You think you're going back the right way, but it's a bridge. You come back onto a part part of your the part of your broken map, and you can see your home, but you can't get to it. Mm-hmm. If you go back around the other side, he will connect those bridges together. Yeah. It was way way too late in the game. I figured out. I'm like, why is he? Why is he hanging out? I thought, I thought he was just hanging out just to hang out. And I saw the the little thing he could connect the bridges himself. I was like, oh, that would be nice to know. Fifteen hours. He ago. literally does it. I think twice in the game where he like breaks a rock or something well, two, that opens up a flow well, he, stream. He digs into the ground digs. and pops up the flow. Yeah. Uh, he does it one for story and one for out there on on, on your little home island. He might do it one other time. Two, one for story for sure. For, for progress, you have to have him. And one that there is just for convenience. For opening a shortcut. Yeah, yeah. shortcut. There might be one more. Like, yeah, I, I know. I can remember two, two for, for me, and then you might have had a third later. There's two for sure. Um, and the other thing you get is incredibly useful, though slightly inconvenient, because it has to be at certain yeah, yeah. things where it's these cool uh, sky mantas. Mm-hmm. They're, they're again. Everything looks gorgeous in the game. Really All cool. the creatures look pretty. They're a little weird looking, but they're also cool and functional. Like, but they, they give it a name. I can't remember. They call it like Mama or something like that. They, they give they give it a yeah, They name? give it a cute name. Because I think they they name, they name everything. They name the lizards some funny names. It's like she, Franklin. Or um, she names them. Bubbles or something. I don't know. What she called them? I can't remember what they called them. Yeah, she names the names of the lizard. They, they made. I think the other. They might call the other guy. Just call him Turnip. I don't know. And then they named the manta ray. Dang, I wish I remember their names. It shouldn't be that difficult to find out. But we added. Not, not that important. But, but they they named they didn't, then uh, they named them all just for fun. Yeah. But luckily, it can be any food, but including the easiest food to make, the yeah. stuff that you can like basically put like in Tupperware. Two, two apples. But if you go to these little shrines, these little shroom nest shrines, you can summon the the sky mantas, and they can take you anywhere where there is another nest. They can take you anywhere. Yeah, you're right. They can. T- they can. Dro- they'll you. drop you off anywhere. They'll drop you off any any island that is rust free. Yes, exactly. Any island that is rust free. Now there's guaranteed a spawn point right beside your base. Mm-hmm. Right outside your house. Right outside your nest. 
But the other ones kind of are sporadic. They're like every five or eight eyelets away sometimes. I'd say, I'd say three or four maybe. But the, it's, it's not that bad. It's an, it's enough to be like, man, why can't I just why can't I just create call, it? call it anywhere? It'd be different if why I could just hold hold up you know hold up a hold up a plate of food it come it come to you. you or know? at the very least, like, at first it'd be a plate of food, and then later you're like, ooh. That's a cool. That's a cool noise they make. Ooh, let's make a flute or something so you can call them and eat. But it doesn't. It, yeah, it's people more interested in food. Yeah. Um, want to warn folks, there are this. Uh, so you don't waste your time chasing them. There are these random robots, uh, little tentacly robot that robots that like flying eyeballs, little tentacles flying around these islands, and you're like, and you start chasing them, and they're and it's, it seems like you can catch them, almost, but you really can't when you first when you first see them. Yeah. You're gonna learn. Uh, there's a random event placed later in the game. It's kind of a funny event that, uh, as you do it, there's are, oh, we, we there's camps. Yeah, there are camps. Camps uh, sporadically around the islands. You stop and you camp. There's di- there's different. You can cook different. He cooks different food, and you get these camping scenes. And they're all voiced and stuff like that. But there is a random scene. I think it's way too late in the game too. A random scene where uh, one of these little creatures will steal steal uh, uh, case. case pants. And it and, it, and this scene teaches you how y'all can like fly together and hit a and hit A and you'll and you kind of like slingshot. slingshot the other person. There's a funny achievement for slingshotting a couple of times and missing because when you miss what you're chasing, they smash their face. Well, she smashes her face into the ground. He tends to catch himself. Like you just like smashes into the ground. She gets really mad. There's these, she's these, not as graceful. As there's he these is. exchanges where they're arguing about it. She's like, "You're doing it on purpose." Blah blah blah. But she smashes her face to the ground. You get an achievement for doing it three times. What it's supposedly for is you fly behind these things, you sling at them, and you catch them. Didn't find this very useful. I thought they'd give us something cool, and when you finally get it, it's really disappointing. Yeah. You get like these special items where you can like make your own flow, and I didn't see any point in it. Well, not only was it, it was like super powered flow. I guess. It made, like you, blue, made you fly. It was green. Green. The regular flow was blue. And then they make you fly slightly faster. It was, I mean, it was noticeable faster, but it also ran out twice as fast. I guess. It just seemed too tedious to chase the robots yeah. and then try to I did use it the item. Thrice, maybe. Yeah, I did it once. I did one later on the uh, end of the, near the end of the game on the on the on this on these rust islands because I needed because you because when you are breaking. You do have a certain amount of flow, I guess, that you're holding, and it does run out when you're because you're using your flow to kill the rust, and you kind of do the flow, the flow trails that we talked about, or charge up your little flow gauntlets, and so that's all more crap. This we 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 didn't really talk about, and those items make you generate your own flow through these crystals. It was just kind of tedious and something buried way late, way later in the game that it might have been more useful maybe to have earlier on like I chased and caught one robot saw what it did and didn't bother chasing another one what about you yeah I didn't I didn't do it very far yeah what else that's about just about it yeah like I said uh, we talked about the voice actors and they're being pretty good at what they do yeah do you have them at all Uh, yeah for you her name is Janine Haruni and she's both again. Both of them are very new. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have less than twenty five apiece. Like I think, I think she had twenty four things, and he had like eighteen. But she, um, besides Haven, she's been in a couple of like random things around the world. Um, 
She's in. Uh, she does some voice work in like one of the Forza Horizon games. Uh, she does voice. Well, actually, this is pretty cool. She does voice work for a mobile game called Another Eden, which I normally wouldn't care about, but it's really cool. It has an event going on right now where it's uh, crossover with Chrono Cross. Crossover with Chrono Cross, which is pretty the, awesome. The big rumors right now is a Chrono Cross remake. Yeah, and she also has done voice work in Xenoblade Chronicles Two and a DLC of a character named Newt. We haven't played it yet. And so she's like, she's been done some video games and some other things. And the the dude, please forgive me if I butcher his name, but his name is Chris Lu Lukum Ho, H O I, and he he has a smaller roster, but he was a uh, in a Netflix movie called Eurovision with Will Will Ferrell. Yeah, and he's also the main character in Bravely the Default to Seth. We haven't, we haven't played that yet. Yeah, either. as well as Haven, he's also uh, he does the voice work in Thomas the Tank Engine as someone named Young Bao. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, both of them do like really good charismatic. I think they're both very charismatic characters. And one really random kind of thing is uh, if you're familiar with Doctor Who at all, there's a char- there There's a one of the I forget which one is it. I think it's David Tennant's was like Alonzi. Alonzo, like he was always like, let's go this. And you was the character Alphonse. So he got to say Alonzi, Alphonse. And he got to say that, a name he always wanted to say, but he appeared in Doctor Who, so I thought that was pretty cool. But like I said, they're both, like I said, young people. I think both of them are like under 25. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, they do a, like a phenomenal. We yeah. say that we, we, we talk about voice acting a lot in, on this podcast because so many games don't have it. And it, they both bring so much character to this game. Oh, yeah. If I had to like, read all this, it would be way less endearing. Yeah, like they—you could imagine how much, how much character they really bring to both of this across the whole. Because most of the game is just them, them, them two talking, and so like later in the game, when you're the game, the whole game is wearing on you. A lot of their cutesy stuff is less endearing, but early on, it's just like it's very, very good. I mean, it's funny because me and Drew aren't the only ones. Because I, I went through. I always like after I beat the game or whatever, all or I'm, when I'm finished, wash my hands with it. I try to read some of the reviews and see if anyone says the same thing I do. Mm-hmm. And it was a little unanimous that the game was a little too long-winded. A lot of people would be like, hey, if this has been a, a miniseries or a movie or an, like even a one-season Netflix show, it'd be amazing. But it just, it's a little long-winded for for its all, all intents and purposes. Yeah. Well, it was on, it was on game, game, Pass. Was on game Pass. It's one of the many things we play... Uh, as it leaves, so we didn't play. We didn't pay anything to play it. It's normally twenty four ninety nine for a digital game. That's that's steep. Like we we talk about money. We we, we you know we repeat ourselves when we're about the value of something. But if you want to support the developer on a actually a pretty decent game that you, that you're gonna maybe not like so much near the end, twenty five dollars still seems high. I would say twenty would be reasonable. Twenty five again. I'm not sure the difference between five dollars, but twenty five versus twenty. Twenty seems reasonable for the amount of work, the all the voice acting and everything. Yeah. And like you said, you beat it in about twenty ish hours. So it's, right. Yeah, Nineteen hours, fifteen minutes. And you, would would you follow a guide? Was there a guide when we played? There's not a guide, but you don't really need one. No, you just kind of you can't you can't miss. I don't think you can miss anything because even when you beat the game. Uh, one of the two endings lets you, <laughs> one of the two endings lets you explore freely. Yeah. But I actually managed to get everything uh, without having to go back. 
and there's a, there's a one one of those has a uh, the same one that lets you freely explore as a, a prologue uh, epilogue thing too. So I don't know. I think twenty five. I don't like paying. We're cheap, man. We're, we're paying twenty five for for, for a digital game. It's just. I don't know, and the people are always scared of them taking digital stuff away, which both are, all the companies are guilty of, stuff just disappearing from your library. They don't, they don't want to pay the license no more, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I I, I hate I, I just I hate that it drags on the end. Like I, when I was initially playing this, like the first couple of nights, even maybe the first time I was playing, I told Blake I was like, this is like, really good. Oh yeah, like it like I enjoyed it quite a bit until I got tired of it. it was just like, is this over with yet? Like it it I think it. I don't know if it's a particular place in the game, but you do like hit a wall. Where you're just like, I've, I'm okay. I've seen all the creatures. I've seen all the biomes you're willing to give me because there's not any different biomes. There's not ice. There's not lava. It's a lot. It's a very tranquil planet. Yeah, that's been shattered, but held together by flow and flow streams. But you know, yeah, I don't know. I did like it. I do. I do recommend it. You have to. You have to buy it now. It's off in Game Pass. Things come back to Game Pass every now and then. Blake says twenty. I'd probably pay a little less. For all we know, it's half off. Well, no. Well, I guess TA would show that right now. If it was half off, if it's on sale right now, TA tells you. But uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't regret playing it by any means. I would never. I would never play it again. I have no reason to. It's rare any kind of game I go back to. It's rare that I don't really go back to. It's rare I go back to any any modern game whatsoever. I tend to go back to further back to. Like me and Blake have been playing Pokemon games. I've been playing like PS1 RPGs and stuff like that. A little bit of PS2 RPGs. I, those are the games I go back to and play multiple times. This I won't ever, won't ever touch again. Uh, you got anything else you want to say about it for you jump into the TV show? Uh, not really. You didn't beat it, so like I said, I, I've I've done everything that I I could do. So all right, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's Haven. Not on Game Pass no more. We are not the Game Pass podcast. Yeah. And so, finally, I'm going to be tackling a TV show uh, this time around, fellas and ladies and anyone else anything else that listens <laughs> anything else in between yeah i'm not trying to be you backpedal on the on the, on the fellas thing <laughs> yeah. uh, i was he using back, he backpedaled so hard he thought it was cheering i was using dude as a unisex term um i'm talking about this sh- a tv show called sanctuary Now, it ran for four seasons and got 59 episodes. A fifth season was in planning stages, but the show got canceled. Now, it actually started out... It hit TV in 2008, but in 2007, it was actually an eight-episode web series that actually got a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. And so, of those eight episodes, uh, actually... I don't know how long the episodes were, but they basically rehashed... 
the whole eight episodes and made the first three episodes of the TV show. Hmm. Uh, Sanctuary for All was a two-parter, and it was literally uh, episodes one through four. And then the episode three was called a Feta Morgana, and it was uh, episodes uh, five through eight. And that's just kind of how they started. Now, the show, the showrunner, the show creator, he also created the webisodes, the web series. Uh, his name is Damien Kindler. Now, he has... How do I say this? He has got a niche. He's got a niche that he focuses 100% on. And it seems to be sci-fi fantasy shows. So, everything he's worked on... He came in... Uh, now, he wasn't a part of season one. But he is from season two to the end of Stargate SG-1. He actually wrote 29 episodes and was a uh, executive producer on 79 episodes out of, of the whole show. So he did pretty well on that. He's also responsible for several things for Atlantis as well as Universe. Like he was con- constantly trying to, you know, in the Stargate world. He also has uh, several other things I'm going to jump into real quick. It only got one season, but it was called The Immortal, and it was a Canadian martial arts-based horror show. But it was only it's only <laughs> Canadian. It only went 22 episodes, but it was like a dude... Like something got canceled, or is it just like it ran 22 episodes? I think I, it's Canadian, so it's weird. I don't know how they're telling it. I think it got canceled, because it didn't say that it was the second season ever coming out. Uh, as well as that, he's also... Uh, he he was a show runner and creator for Krypton. Yeah, that flopped, didn't it? it only yeah, it got two seasons, twenty episodes, and it got done. Two whole seasons. Twenty episodes, but yeah, it got two seasons and done, and it was canceled. Uh, but he was responsible. He was a showrunner for that. He was also a showrunner for another thing called October Faction, uh, based off a comic book series uh, by Steve Niles, a gentleman we enjoy. And it's also a supernatural horror thing. He tends to do supernatural sci-fi or supernatural horror. It's what he does. And that is on Netflix. It came out January 2020. They haven't said that it was canceled, but they haven't said that it's going to have a season two yet. But it's like, I think it's... He's still working, working hard. Yeah. Trying to make it happen. He's also responsible for Sleepy Hollow. He He wasn't the showrunner, but he was an executive producer and wrote several episodes for Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, that's a show we quit watching. We, all of me, you, and Jessica watch that together, and it was like it starts off. It starts off really good. About yeah, and then it man, just that of, show peters out hard. That that show jumps off a cliff of being interesting. Yeah, it did. But still, it got. You know, it's he's still working. He's still like I said, he's in his niche, hard and deep, and he's doing all this stuff: sci-fi horror, sci-fi fantasy. Now, that's just to kind of give you a, a brief talking about the. Uh, the guy who made the show, so at least you know what you're getting into. It's going to be a sci-fi fantasy or a sci-fi with a some sci-fi hor- fantasy. with some horror elements. Because the whole point of the show is we follow a uh, a doctor Helen Magnus, and she is a tetralogist, which to a tetralogist, a real thing is she studies abnormalities in the physiology of species. So like if, if if out of nowhere something gains a new mutation, she's she's out there studying. So it's a real thing that exists. But they use it, uh, pr- primarily the term ab- abnormals, abnormalities, to explain because um, the 
the sanctuary, and it's the sanctuary network. She has a couple of them kind of built all over the world, that, but she runs the main one. This is the original one. And it's, uh, the term is, they're called cryptids and or abnormals. And it's things in the world like vampires. Things that go bump in the night. Yeah, vampires, Bigfoots, any sort of like subterraneous creature or werewolves and stuff like that. Things that are weird. And she offers, she's like, they're not all evil. And Sanctuary is for a place they can stay and be healed and be helped and been, and be given back out to their way. And it's revealed that she herself is, I think it's revealed fairly quickly. So if I spoil this, I do apologize. But it's revealed very early on that she is 157 years old. But she looks no more than about late 30, early yeah, 40s. Yeah. Now, Dr. Helen Magnus, I didn't say this uh, opening, um, she is played by the wonderful Amanda Tapping. And you will know her, as I said earlier, uh, he knows her too, because she was on all the Stargates, SG-1, Atlantis, and Universe as Samantha Carter. Mm-hmm. She's got a huge... Way different. Like, she looks way different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's got completely different hair. She's like, well, she, I think she's she's short, that's her natural hair. The, the blondes short, the died. Sh- so the short blonde was died. I think her the, okay. the long brown. I think that's okay. her natural hair. Yeah, it was weird. We actually saw Sanctuary first before we, before we watched a bunch of Stargate, and we're like, oh, she looks weird. But we, love, I love her in both. Both, she's great. Mm-hmm. And so, well, she's also got a huge thing. Like she's been, like I said, besides all that other stuff, is she's been directing and writing TV shows and stuff, mm-hmm. and she's written episodes of, uh, and, and directed episodes of like Supernatural, Flash. Uh, you know, it basically any show that is deemed uh, sci-fi fantasy, like she's done some magicians and stuff like that. She's directed or wrote an episode here and there and stuff. And they're like, who wouldn't want her on the team at least for like she wants to come in and direct? Heck yeah, let's do that. And so she's been following, you know, behind the curtains, following her career and doing whatever, whatever the heck she wants. And uh, I love her; she's fantastic. Now the characters. She has a daughter who is the opposite of her. She's smart and sciencey, and her daughter's gung-ho soldier girl, played by Emily Yurlap. And uh, she, again, she's done a lot of stuff, but she tends to, like, lately a lot of her stuff was, like, the Hallmark Channel movies and stuff like that. And she has some family drama called Chesapeake Bay, where she's, like, runs a ho- Chesapeake Shores, rather, where she runs a, a hotel out in Chesapeake Bay. I know. And that seems like anything I'd be interested in. It's family drama. And then there was brain work, brain work, brain work. Uh, two of the other gentlemen, there's a Dr. Will Zimmer played by Robin Dunn. He's like the, the protege, the next in line. He's really good at what he does. And they've kind of recruited him against his will. He got a promotion to go somewhere that no one's ever heard of. And he's going to get paid good money to go there. And he's just kind of he's he's the audience. He's the he's he's the guy who gets to ask the questions and fulfills and you know this um, what do you call it this device when it comes to in mediums a plot device. No, he's not a plot device, but he's he's what allows explanations to happen. He's like, what's that mean? What's this one? Because all these other people have been living oh, in uh, this world. He's the 
not not do sex machina, but he's the um, exposition. Exposition. Yeah, he gets to ask the questions that the audience, so that the audience understands what's going on, type situation. Because yeah. he's he's from an outside perspective coming in. And then there's two other pretty awesome actors. There is a uh, Ryan Robbins who plays Doctor uh, Henry Foss, who's their tech guy. Anytime they need a, a tool or something, he's basically if you watch Flash, he's Cisco. He's the one who creates the new device or creates the tracking system or the Jerry rigs this and, but he's you know played by a really good actor. He's been in all sorts of stuff too. Uh, and I'll get to that in just a second. And then the other guy, uh, Christopher Hayerdahl. Hayerdahl. It's a mouthful of a last name. Play. He actually has two two roles. Is there's an assistant in the sanctuary that is one of uh, Helen Magnus's oldest friends. It's literally Bigfoot. His name is Bigfoot. He's silent, but he's Bigfoot. So he plays Bigfoot as well as his character, John Druitt. He, and he has some pretty big unveilings that'll happen. I'll dip into that brief, tiny little bit. But again, every single one of these people, again, they've all, instead of doing like most actors do, where they go, oh, I guess I'll do the Law and Orders and I'll do all the CSIs, they all do the... The, the sci-fi supernatural. Every single one of these people have appeared in Smallville, Stargate, Supernatural, Magicians. You know, it's basically it's th- those running of shows. And yeah. I mean, every single one of them have appeared in those shows. Yeah, one episode or two, and all the acting is good. Yeah, it's been a while since we watched this actually. It's been a minute, but I do know uh, there's a huge. It's funny. There's a noticeable uptick from season one to season two, budget wise. Like, they start doing all these, like, jump cuts and look at this splash screen that has, like, 15 different angles of a, of a scene, kind of like... There's just a, a CG uptick, too, that, like, you could tell, like... Yeah. Uh, just the way... You'll notice between season one and season two, they got a little bit, little bit more of a budget. Yeah. Well, more than a little bit. So, it's... I find it's... A, and some of the things they encounter are incredibly powerful. Yeah. The show does end on a... Uh, Pretty a big... Massive cliffhanger, because it gets canceled, of course. Yeah. Um, I think it's one of those times you should say maybe it's like why should I watch a canceled show? Um, what, what's that? What's that saying? It's about, about the, journey, the journey, not the destination. Not the destination. Not the destination. There's a lot of great shows that just don't, don't have it. Just got canceled. Don't have an ending. Don't be. Doesn't mean you want to have a great time watching the adventures you get for four for four seasons of really interesting things happening. I almost want to go back and rewatch this at some point. It's good. I remember really enjoying it. Like I said, the huge cliffhanger like this. It's, it, yeah, you don't, don't spoil that, but there's a massive cliffhanger. There's no resolution, but there's a massive cliffhanger for the series. But they also like to do, like, they also try to include all sorts of stuff, because I may be revealing too much when I say that Helen uh, is 157 years old. That might be too big of a reveal, but it's revealed in season one. She's also part of a group known as The Five. Now I don't want to dive too far into them I'll dive because too much into it now. Because each one of them is a uh, pretty awesome. Some of them are hist- actually. I think every single one of them is a real person who they give them uh, an ability of some sort that allows them to have a long life like Helen because of an experiment that happened way back in like Victorian era London, but. It's pretty cool, and especially the slow reveal of like who this James character actually is, or who this person named John actually is, and all this. It's actually it's pretty cool reveal, and then I loved it. 
I thought it was a fantastic show. And I'm not doing a good enough justice, and I know I'm not doing enough good enough justice to make people want to watch it. <laughs> but if you like sci-fi, if you like, basically, if you, I guess, if you liked Smallville, you like Stargate, you like Supernatural, you liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer, you like Angel, give Sanctuary a shot. Matter of fact, um, this this is one of those cool things, is the year that it came out, this pilot episode, it was a two-parter pilot, Sanctuary for All, got three, it was a three million viewers tuning in for it, and it was the highest views on a show on Sci-Fi Channel since Eureka. And Eureka, yeah. I think it's a pilot we, episode. We, covered, we we did Eureka on here. Eureka was a fantastic show. It's one of those shows, again, I didn't do it justice. I focused too much on the cast. <laughs> and I'm aware of that. But this show is, I'm not going to say it's awesome, amazing, it's the greatest thing ever, but it is a very fun show. All the characters are very endearing. And if you don't mind some cheesy special effects, but good makeup. Season one. Yeah. It gets better. And... There, like I said, there's a lot of pretty cool, like reveals and stuff, like who the five are historically, and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, and like I said, like it maintained, uh, because they, they would have canceled it sooner, but three million people were tuning into this sh- for a while, and then I guess it just got too much, but the this entire time it was on air, it had a 10 p.m. time slot. What? On Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, it was a 10 p.m. Imagine that, though. Still, 3 million people. Like, 2.5 million. That's like... That sounds like Sci-Fi. Like, the show... Like So, they, they gave the show a little money for season two, and it was costing them too much money, so they moved the time slot to kill the show. No, but it's... No, it started at 10 p.m. and stayed at 10 p.m. the entire time it had four seasons. It didn't change time slots ever. What kind of show? Like, that's not, that's not a 10 p.m. kind of show. It's like a... Well, it, what we're talking about, it's late night, kind of creepy and dark. But who's tuning in to sci-fi? Over, over th- three about million three, people, About yeah. three million people. 2.5 million people on average episode. That's crazy. That's, like a, tuning, that's like a death time slot. I think though. it was like a Thursday night at 10 p.m. It's like a weird. But just though, that's that's like that's like, like South Park, Family Guy, and Simpsons time slots where the, these shows that are established, you put you put there there because they'll be they'll be okay. Yeah, I don't know. But you put their reruns at ten o'clock. Reruns, yeah, I know. That's just like a weird place for Sanctuary. I know you said Sanctuary is a darker show, but it's just a forty like it's, it's a forty-five minute like a forty-two minute episode. Yeah, thing. It's oh, ten o'clock. Come on, people were watching it. I guess not enough, but. Yeah, unfortunately not, not enough. enough for a season five, I guess. It'd be, it's one of those things where I also want to talk about some of these shows because I would love for them to be able to come back. Because actually, one shows ran, come back. Shows come back. But one cool thing is like talking about shows coming back is it talks about, you know, oh, sci-fi has it on this or ABC2 has this or the sci-fi channel app or whatever has this. But um, in April of 2021, so really recently, the entire show was put on Vudu. Free with ads. That's weird. So that means six... yeah, I, I looked it up a minute ago. It's like, like season four is on Amazon. I was like, okay. So like some <laughs> someone at Vudu, which is a pretty popular like video stream, was like, hey, let's get the rights to Sanctuary. It seems like something like and Netflix can't save everybody, but it seems like something that would. Yeah, it says like, it says three seasons on Vudu. There's supposed to be four. I don't know. Yeah. But please, please give the show a watch. It's a truly, a really fun show. If you can't find it streaming, you can find it probably anywhere, anywhere online. Um, really cheap, 
yeah, almost like sure. a Blu-ray collection or really cheap DVD collections of it. I mean, because it's not very, you know, it's, some canceled stuff like this doesn't be very expensive. Like I said, again, it's worth it's worth the. You have lots of cool storylines, but lots of cool characters. Even though you don't really get an ending, that's fine. I think it's worth. It's worth or, or or find it on one of these streaming things. Get these streaming numbers up. Get 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 you know, help get people to notice the show. It's it's, it's you know it's worth watch. Worth watch. It's, it's worth watching. It's really good. Yeah. That's all you got for it, Ben? That's all I have. Yeah. Yeah. All right. While well, it like wrap up here, I guess you don't you don't do a. What's it called? Sayings for the show. You can find a tagline for a show, but it breaks it up into seasons. I'm sure I could if you want to give me one second. To... It's probably not worth it. I'll just say uh, thanks for thanks for listening and keeping up with the podcast. Uh, find us on all the little internet things we do. All like I said, all the links are in the uh, show notes. You can see trailers to the games attached to the show notes. Um, if anybody was to write in with anything, uh, you know, don't be scared to write in to us. We don't bite. This will probably be the end part here where I would read whatever you have to say about the podcast or have to say about anything that we do here. A lot of these games, we pick these games, not because the game's on Game Pass or not because of this, because of that. We pick, we try to pick more obscure games on here. Some of these games do get more notice, uh, just in general, but we try to pick game, more games people haven't heard of because there's so many other podcasts that are just... What's today's gaming news? Boringness that I just can't deal with. But this podcast is trying to show you more obscure, interesting games. Not always games we love. We don't love all these games. We just try to show you Stranger Things and obscure, more obscure bands and obscure TV shows that have disappeared for for a long time that are still worth seeing. But uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back before too long. Hopefully with a hopefully with a guest episode next. See if I can get it get it all get it all straightened up been talking to a few people about it maybe i can get something lined up good for us we'll see what happens you know it's it's holiday season it's hard to line people up for to do a guest on a podcast especially if we're not we're not we're not super famous Mm -hmm. that's all i got thanks for listening and uh catch us on the internet somewhere uh i'll end with the tagline and then my sign off uh sanctuary even things that go bump in the night need protection I want to wish everybody a good evening and good night.